0: Chapter 3 Even Now Even Now John 11.22 I hope that there are very many people here who are interested in the souls of those around them. We will certainly never exercise faith concerning those for whose salvation we have no concern. I hope also that we are diligent in looking after individuals, especially those who are among our own family and friends, This was what Martha did. Her whole care was for her brother. It is often easier to have faith that Christ can save sinners in general than to believe that He can come into our own home and save some particular member of our household. But oh, the joy when this comes to pass, when we are able to kneel beside some of our loved ones and rejoice with them in being made alive by the power of the Holy Spirit! We cannot expect to have this privilege, though, unless, like Martha, we send our prayer to Jesus, go to meet him, and tell him of our need. In the presence of Christ, it seems very natural to trust him, even in the most extreme situations. It's when we are at our wits' end that he delights to help us. When our hopes seem to be buried, it's then that God can give us a resurrection. When our Isaac is on the altar, then the heavens are opened and the voice of the Eternal is heard. Are you giving way to despair concerning your dear friend? Are you beginning to doubt your Savior and to complain of His delay? You can be sure that Jesus will come at the right time, although He must be the judge of when the best time is for Him to appear. Martha had a fine faith. If we all had as much honest belief in Christ as she had, many people who now lie dead in their sins would before long hear that voice that would call them forth from the tomb and restore them unto their friends. Martha's faith had to do with a terrible case. Her brother was dead and had been buried, but her faith still lived. In spite of all the things that went against her, she believed in Christ and looked to him for help in her extreme situation her faith went to the very edge of the gulf and she said even now i know that whatever you ask of god god will give you john 11:22 still martha did not have as much faith as she thought she had only a few hours after she had confessed her confidence in the power of the lord jesus or perhaps it was only a few minutes after she stood at the grave of her brother and evidently doubted the wisdom of him whom she professed to trust. She objected to the stone being removed. Strong in the admitted facts of the case, she presented her reason and said, Lord, by this time there will be a stench. John 11, 39. But Martha, you said not very long ago, I know that even now Christ can intervene. Yes, she said it, and she believed it in the way in which most of us believe, but when her faith was sharply tried by a matter of fact, she did not appear to have had all the faith she professed. I suspect this is also true of most of us. We often think that our confidence in Christ is much stronger than it really is. My old friend Will Richardson when he was seventy-five years old, said that it was a very strange thing that all winter long he thought he would like to be harvesting or working out in the hayfield, because he felt so strong. He imagined that he could do as much as any of the youngsters. But, he said, when the summer comes, I don't get through the haymaking, and when the autumn comes, I find I don't have sufficient strength for reaping. It is often this way in spiritual things. When we are not called upon to bear the trouble, we feel wonderfully strong. But when the trial comes, very much of our boasted faith goes away as smoke. Take care that you examine your faith well. Let it be true and real, for you will need it all. However, Christ did not take Martha at her worst, but at her best. When our Lord says, It shall be done to you according to your faith Matthew 9, 29, He doesn't mean according to your faith in its ebb, but according to your faith in its flood. He reads the thermometer at its highest point, not at its lowest. He doesn't even take the average temperature of our trust. He gives us credit for our quickest pace, not our slowest, and He doesn't even try to use our average speed in this matter of faith. Christ did for Martha all she could have asked or believed. Her brother did rise again, and was restored to her and to his friends. In your case, too, you trembling, fearful believer, the Lord Jesus will take you at your best, and He will do great things for you, for you desire to believe greatly, and your prayer is, I do believe, help my unbelief. Mark 9.24 The point upon which Martha mainly rested when she expressed her faith was the power of Christ in intercession with His Father. She said, Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Since the omnipotence of God could be claimed, she felt no anxiety as to the greatness of the request whatever was asked could easily be gained if it was only asked by Him who never was denied. Beloved in the Lord, our Christ is still alive, and He is still pleading. Can you believe even now that whatever He will ask of God will be given to Him by God, and will be given to you for His dear Son's sake? What a safe harbor the intercession of Christ is! Scripture, he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Hebrews 7.25 This is a grand pillar to rest the weight of our souls upon. He always lives to make intercession for them. Certainly we can have great faith in him who never wearies and never fails. We can trust him who lives for no other purpose than to plead for those who trust in his dying love and in his living power. Scripture Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Romans 8.34 Fall back upon the intercessory power of Christ in every time of need and you will find comfort that will never fail you. It's a great thing to have faith for the present rather than lament the past, or dream of some future faith that we hope might yet be ours. The present hour is the only time we really possess. The past is gone, and we cannot get it back. If it has been filled with faith in God, we can no more live on that faith now than we can live today on the bread we ate last week. If, on the other hand, the past has been marred by our unbelief, that is no reason why this moment could not witness a grand triumph of trust in the faithful Savior. Let us not excuse our present lack of faith by the thought of some future blessing. No trust that we might learn to put in Christ in the days to come can atone for our present unbelief. If we ever intend to trust Him, we should do so now since he is as worthy of our belief now as he ever will be, and since what we miss now we miss for all time. The present, the present is all thou hast, for thy sure possessing. Like the patriarch's angel, hold it fast till it gives its blessing. In this verse, Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you, I want to call your attention only to the two words, even now. We sometimes sing, Pass me not, O tender Saviour, let me love and cling to Thee. I am longing for Thy favour, when Thou comest, call for me, even me. We sing, Even me, in our hymn, and the message from the Bible text now is, Even now. If you have been singing, Even me, and have been applying the truth to your own life, say also with an energy of heart that will take no denial, even now, and listen with earnest expectation to that gospel that is always in the present tense, Scripture, while it is said, Today if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. Hebrews 3.15. Remember, too, that this is not only the preacher's word for the Holy Spirit says, today and even now. I will first use these words in reference to those who are concerned about the souls of others, as Martha was about her dead brother. Believe that Christ can save even now. Then I will speak to you who are somewhat concerned about your own souls. You believe, perhaps, that Christ can save. I want you to be convinced that He can save you even now. That is to say, He can save you at this exact hour and minute, while you hear these words. Even now Christ can forgive. Even now Christ can save. Even now Christ can bless. First, can we believe this in regard to others? If you are in the same position as Martha, I can bring out several points of similarity that should encourage you to persevere. You, mother, have prayed for your boy. You, father, have pleaded for your girl. You, dear wife, have been much in prayer for your husband. You, beloved teacher, have frequently brought your class before God, and yet there is a difficult case now pressing upon your mind, and your heart is heavy about some dear child whose spiritual condition seems hopeless, I want you to believe that now, even now, Christ can grant your prayer and save that soul. Believe that now, even now, He can give you such a blessing that the past delay will be more than made up to you. There is someone, for example, in whom we are deeply interested, and we can say that the case has cost us much sorrow. Martha could have said that about Lazarus. Blessed Master, she might have said, my brother has a fever, and I cared for him. I brought cold water from the well, and I wet his burning brow. I was by his bedside all night. Nobody knows how my heart was wrung with anguish, as I saw the hot beaded drops upon his brow and tried to moisten his parched tongue and lips. I sorrowed as though I was about to die myself. But despite all that, I believe that even now you can help me even now. Sadly, there are many difficulties in the world like this. A mother says, Nobody knows what I have suffered because of that son of mine. I will die of a broken heart because of his conduct. No one can tell, says a father, what grief that daughter of mine has caused me. There have been many... Many such stories told to me in which a beloved one has been the cause of anguish and agony untold to gracious, loving hearts. I speak now to those who are so grievously troubled. Can you believe that even now the living intercessor is mighty to save? Isaiah 63, 1. It might be that you are at this moment trembling, on the verge of the blessing you have sought so long. May God give you faith to grasp it even now! With other people, we meet a different kind of difficulty. They have already been disappointed by the circumstances. That is how some of you have found it, is it not? Yes, you say, I have prayed a long time for a dear friend, and I believed some time ago that my prayer was heard and that there was a change for the better. There was an apparent change, but it came to nothing you are just like Martha. She kept saying to herself, Christ will come. My brother is very ill, but Jesus will come before he dies. I know he will. It cannot be that he will stay away much longer. And when he comes, Lazarus will be well. Day after day, Mary and Martha sent their messenger to look toward the Jordan River to see if Jesus was coming. But he did not. It must have been a terrible disappointment to both these sisters. It must have been enough to stagger the strongest faith they had ever had in the sympathy of Christ. But Martha got the better of it, and she said, Even now, although I am so bitterly disappointed, I believe that you can do whatever you will. Learn from Martha, my discouraged brother. You thought that your friend was converted, but he went back again. You thought that there was a real work of grace upon his heart, but it turned out to be a mere disappointment, and it disappeared like the mist before the sun. But can you not believe above your disappointment and say, I believe even now? Your faith will be blessed if it gets that far. Maybe we have been met by further difficulties. We have tried to help someone, and this case has proved our own helplessness. Yes. Someone says, That describes me exactly. I've never felt so helpless in my life. I've done all that I can do, and it amounts to nothing. I have been careful in my example. I have been prayerful in my words. I have been very patient and kind. I have tried to persuade my beloved one to go and listen to the gospel here and there. I have put holy books in his way, and all the while I have seized opportunities to plead with him, often with tears in my eyes, and I can do nothing. I am exhausted. Yes, that is just where Martha was. She had done everything, and nothing seemed to be of the least benefit. None of the medicines she applied seemed to soothe the sufferer. She had gone throughout the village, perhaps to the house of Simon the leper, who was a friend of hers, and he might have advised some new remedies. But nothing seemed to make the least difference. Her brother got worse and worse until she saw that although she had nursed him back to health the last time he had been ill, she was now utterly powerless. Then he died. Yet even though these things had gone as far as that, she had faith in Christ. In the same way, your case is beyond your skill. But can you not believe that even now the end of nature will be the beginning of grace? Can you not even now believe that you will find that Word true, that He will not fail? Isaiah 42, 4. Christ has not failed yet, and He never will. When all the doctors give a patient up, the great physician can step in and heal. Can you believe concerning your friend even now? Maybe you are in an even worse situation. The case has been given up. I think I hear a kind, gracious soul whose hope has been crushed say, Well, sir, that is just the point we have reached with our boy. We held a little family meeting, and we said we must get him to go away to Australia if we can. If he will only go somewhere abroad, it will be a relief to have him out of our sight. He keeps coming home intoxicated, and he gets brought before the judges. He is a disgrace to us. He is a shame to the name he bears we have given him up. Martha had come to this. She had given her brother up and had actually buried him. Yet she believed in the power of Christ. There are many people who are buried alive. I do not know that such a thing ever happens in the cemetery, but I know it happens in our streets and homes. Many are buried morally and given up by us before God gives them up somehow it is often the given-up people whom God delights to bless. Can you believe that now, even now, prayer can be heard? That even now the Holy Spirit can change the nature? And that even now Christ can save the soul? Do you believe this? I will rejoice if you can, and you too will rejoice before long. There is still a lower depth, though, There is someone who is very concerned about an individual, and the case is terrible. Though we loved him once, he says, his character has now become such that it is harmful to the family. He leads others astray. We cannot think of what he has done without the very memory of his life spreading disgrace over our conscience and over our mind. There are people alive in the world who are just lumps of living corruption. There may be some listening to this now. I would be glad if a word I said could reach them. It is a shocking thing that there are men and women made in the image of God, with talents and abilities, with capacity and conscience, who nevertheless seem to live for nothing else but to indulge their immoral passions and lead others into sins that they otherwise would not have known. There will come a dreadful day of judgment to such people when the Christ of God will sit upon the throne and will weigh before all people the secret actions and thoughts of degenerate and depraved men and women. If any of you have someone like that related to you, can you believe that even now Christ can raise that person? Your situation is just the same kind that Martha had. She could have said, My brother is buried even worse than that, he is decaying and stinks. She did not like to say that about dear Lazarus, her own brother, but she could not help saying it. There are some people about whom we are compelled to say, no matter how much our love seeks to shield them, that their character stinks. But can you still believe that even now there is hope that God can intervene and that His grace can save? Why, my dear friend, you and I know that it is so. I believe it, and we must all believe it. If this is a situation very near and dear to you, and you begin to be a little bit doubtful, remember what you used to be yourself. You might not have been so openly depraved, perhaps, but you were inwardly quite the same. Take hope for these sinful men and women from the remembrance of what you were scripture such were some of you but you were washed 1 corinthians 6:11 when john newton used to preach at st mary woolnoth church he always believed in the possibility of the salvation of the worst of his hearers for he had been himself one of the vilest of the vile when he was very old and they said dear mr newton you are too old to preach you had better not go into the pulpit now He said, What? Shall the old African blasphemer who has been saved by grace stop preaching the gospel while there is breath in his body? Never! I think that while there is breath in our bodies, we must go on telling the gospel, for if it saved us, it can save the worst of sinners. We are bound to believe that even now Christ can save even the most depraved and the most vile. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. Maybe there is an even more desperate difficulty still with reference to someone whom we desire to see living for God. You might think that the case is beyond our reach. Yes, that brother quickly answers. Now you have come to my trouble. I don't even know where my son is. He ran away and we haven't heard from him in years. How can I help Him? Well, believe that even now Christ can speak to him and save him. He can send His grace where we can send our love. The great difficulty that lies like a stone at the door of the sepulcher will not prevent Him speaking the life-giving Word. He has all forces at His command, and when He says the Word, the stone will be rolled away, the Son who is lost will be found, and the dead will be made alive again. Though you may not be able to reach your son or your daughter, Christ can meet with them. Scripture. The Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is His ear so dull that it cannot hear. Isaiah 59, 1. Though your prodigal boy or your wandering girl may be at the end of the earth, Christ can reach them and save them. Scripture. Have faith in god mark eleven twenty two even now, Christ can help you faith, mighty faith, the promise sees, and looks to God alone, laughs at impossibilities, and says it shall be done. I know there are some Christian people who have drifted into the terribly wicked state of giving up their relatives as hopeless. There was a brother who is now in heaven a good, earnest Christian man, whose son had treated him very badly indeed, and the father, justly indignant, felt it right to give his son up. He had often tried to help him, but the young man was so horribly sinful that I did not wonder that the old man turned him away. But one night, as I was preaching here, I spoke in the same way as I have written here, and the next morning the old man embraced his son, putting his arm around his neck. He could not help himself, but he felt that he had to go find his son and seek again to reclaim him. It seemed to have been the appointed time for that boy's salvation, for it pleased God that within a few months that son died and he passed away with a good hope, through grace, that he had been brought to his Saviour's feet by his Father's love. If any of you have a very bad son, go seeking after him. Until, by the grace of God, you find him. And you who have grown hopeless about your relatives, you must try not to give up on them. If other people cast them off, you must not, for they are connected to you by the ties of blood. Seek them out. You are the best person in the world to seek them, and the most likely to find them. If you can believe that, even now, when the worst has come to the worst, even now, Almighty grace can step in and save the lost soul. Oh that some here might have faith to claim at this moment the salvation of their friends. May desire be worked into expectancy, and hope become certainty. Like Jacob at Jabok, may we lay hold of God, saying, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Genesis thirty two twenty six. To such faith the Lord will give a quick response. He who will not be denied shall not be denied. My friend Hudson Taylor, who has done such a wonderful work for China, is an example of this. Brought up in a godly home, he, as a young man, tried to imitate the lives of his parents. Failing in his own strength to make himself better, he swung to the other extreme and began to entertain sceptical notions. One day when his mother was away from home, a great yearning after her boy consumed her, and she went up to her room to plead with God that even now He would save him. If I remember right, she said that she would not leave the room until she had the assurance that her boy would be brought to Christ. At length her faith triumphed, and she rose quite certain that all was well, and that even now her son was saved. What was he doing at that time? Having half an hour to spare, he wandered into his father's library and aimlessly took down one book after another to find some short and interesting passage to divert his mind. He couldn't find what he wanted in any of the books. So, seeing a narrative tract, he took it up with the intention of reading the story, intending to put it down when the sermon part of it began. As he read, he came to the words, the finished work of Christ. And almost at that very moment in which his mother, who was miles away, claimed his soul for God, light came into his heart. He saw that it was by the finished work of Christ that he was to be saved. And, kneeling in his father's library, he sought and found the life of God. Some days later, after his mother returned, Hudson said to her, I have some news to tell you. Oh, I know what it is! she answered, smiling. You have given yourself to God. Who told you? he asked in astonishment. God told me, she said. And together they praised Him, who at the same moment had given the faith to the mother and the life to the Son, and who has since made Him such a blessing to the world. It was the mother's faith, claiming the blessing, even now, that did it. I tell you this remarkable incident so that many others might be stirred up to the same immediate and urgently persistent desire for the salvation of their children and relatives. There are some things we must always pray for with submission as to whether it is the will of God to give to us, but we can ask for the salvation of men and women without any fear. God delights to save and to bless. And when the faith is given to us to expect an immediate answer to such a prayer, thrice happy are we. Seek such faith even now. I urge you, even now. Next, I want to speak very earnestly to any here who are concerned about their own souls. Jesus can save you even now. Can we believe this for ourselves? Can you expect the Lord, even while you hear these words, to speak the word of power to you and bring you forth from your sleep of sin? For some of you, the time is late, very late, yet it is not too late. You are getting up in years, my friend, but I want you to believe that even now Christ can save you. I often notice the number of old people who come to the tabernacle. I am glad to see the aged saints but among so many elderly people there are no doubt some unsaved sinners whose gray hairs are not a crown of glory, Proverbs 16.31, but a fool's cap. But however old you are, whether you are sixty, seventy, eighty, or even ninety years of age, yet even now Christ can give you life. Blessed be God for that! It is not entirely the years that trouble you, though, but it is your sins. As I have already said, even if you have gone to the very extremity of sin, you can believe that after all these years of wandering, the arms of free grace are still open to receive you even now. There is an old proverb that, It is never too late to mend. It is always too late for us to mend ourselves, but it is never too late for Christ to mend us. Christ can make us new, and it is never too late for Him to do so. If you come to Him and trust Him, He will receive you even now. By the kind patience of God, there might be time left to you in which you may turn to Him. What a thousand mercies it is that even now is a time of mercy to you! For it could have been the moment of your everlasting doom. You have had accidents. You have been within an inch of the grave many times. You have been ill, seriously ill. You have been nearly given up for dead. And here you are still alive and still an enemy to God. You were plucked by his hand from fire and flood and perhaps from battle. You were delivered from fever and disease. And yet you are still ungrateful, still rebelling, and still spending the life that grace has lent you in resisting the love of God. You should have believed in Christ many years ago, but the text says, Even now. Don't begin to say, I believe God could have saved me years ago. There is no faith in that. Don't meet my earnest plea by saying, I believe that God can save me under certain conditions. Believe that He can save you now just as you are. You came in here careless and thoughtless, yet even now He can save you. You might be quite a man of the world, free and easy, absent of all religious inclinations, but He can save you even now. O God, strike many people down as you did with Saul of Tarsus, and change their hearts by your own supreme love as you can do even now on the very spot where they are. But although God waits to be gracious to you, and although you may still have time to repent, remember that it is only time. Therefore, seize it. Your opportunity will not last forever. I believe that even now God can save, but if you reject Christ, there will come a time when salvation will be impossible. On earth, as long as someone desires to be saved, he may be saved. While there is life, there is hope. I believe that if a person could look to Christ even as his breath were going from his body, he would live. But there are no acts of pardon past in the cold grave to which we haste, but darkness, death, and long despair reign in eternal silence there. Do not set out on that last leap without Christ, but even now, before the clock strikes another hour, run to Jesus. Trust Him even now. It is still a time of hope. Even now, there is still every opportunity and every preparation for the sinner's salvation. Scripture Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians six two. I will give you some reasons for believing that even now is a time of hope. There are many good arguments that can be brought out in order to drive out any thoughts of despair. First, the gospel is still preached. The old fashioned gospel is not dead yet. There are very many people who would like to muzzle the mouths of God's ministers, but they never will. The old gospel will live when they are dead, and because it is still preached to you, you can still believe and live. What is the old gospel? It is Christ coming to restore you, or to bring you back to God, because you were helpless to save yourself. It is Jesus Christ taking those sins of yours, which were enough to sink you to hell, and bearing them on the cross so that He might bring you to heaven. If you will only trust Him, even now, He will deliver you from the curse of the law. For it is written, He that believeth on Him is not condemned. John three eighteen, 18, King James Version. If you will trust Him, even now, he will give you a life of blessedness that will never end for again it is written he who believes in the son has eternal life john 3:36 because that gospel is preached there is hope for you when there is no hope there will be no presentation of the gospel god must by a command suspend the preaching of the gospel before he can suspend the fulfillment of the gospel promise to everyone who believes Since there is a gospel, take it. Take it now, even now. May God help you to do so. Second, I know there is hope now, even now, for Christ still lives. He rose from the dead, no more to die, and he is as strong as ever. He said, I was dead, and behold I am alive forevermore. Revelation one eighteen those words were spoken to the apostle John, and when he saw him, he said, His head and his hair were white like white wool, like snow. Revelation one fourteen. However, when the spouse saw him, she said, His locks are like clusters of dates and black as a raven. Song of Solomon 5.11. Yet both saw clearly. John's vision of the white hair was to show that Christ is the Ancient of Days, Daniel 7, 9. But the view of the spouse was to show his everlasting youth and his unceasing strength and power to save. If there is any difference in him, Christ is today more mighty to save than he was when Martha saw him. He had not then completed the work of our salvation, but he has perfectly accomplished it now, and therefore there is hope for everyone who trusts in him. My Lord has gone up beyond where a prayer will find Him, with the keys of death and hell hanging at His belt, Revelation 1, 18, and with the omnipotence of God in His right hand. If you believe on Him, by His eternal power and Godhead, Romans 1, 20, He will save you. He will save you even now, right now, before you leave this place. Third, I know that this is a time of hope, because the precious blood still has power. All salvation is through the blood of the Lamb. It remains true, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and still, even now, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. The endless effectiveness of the atoning sacrifice is the reason why you may come and believe in Jesus even now. If that blood had diminished in its force, I would not dare to speak as I do. But I can even now say with confidence, Dear dying Lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power, till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. How many have already entered into glory by the blood of the Lamb! When someone comes to die, nothing else will do for him but the blood of the Lamb. Our own works are a poor stuff for us when we pass through the river. All those who are now in the land of light have only one confidence and only one song. They stand upon the merit of Jesus Christ, and they praise the Lamb who was slain, By whose blood they have been cleansed and sanctified. There is no other way of salvation except that. Even now, that blood has virtue to take away your sin. Christ is a sufficient Saviour because His death has inexhaustible power. Believe that He can save you even now. Fourth, even now is a time of hope to you because the Spirit can still renew. He is still at work regenerating and sanctifying. He came down at Pentecost to dwell with His people, and He has never gone back again. He is still in the church. Sometimes we feel His mighty power more than at other times, but He is always at work. Oh, you who do not know anything about the power of the Holy Spirit, let me tell you that this is the most wonderful phenomenon that can ever be observed. Those of us who have seen and known his mighty power can bear testimony to it. In my time of rest at Menton, during the last few weeks, if you had seen me, you would have found me sitting every morning at half past nine at my little table with my Bible just reading a chapter and offering prayer, my family prayer, with the little group of from 40 to 50 friends who gathered daily for that morning act of worship. There they met, and the Spirit of God was clearly moving among them, converting, cheering, and comforting. It wasn't because of any effort of mine. It was simply the Word, attended by the Spirit of God, binding us together and binding us all to Christ. And here, in this place, for thirty-seven years, I have in all simplicity preached this old-fashioned gospel. I have simply kept to that one theme. I was content to know nothing else among men. Where are those who have preached new gospels? They have been like the mist upon the mountain's brow. They came and they have gone. It will always be that way with those who preach anything else but the Word of God for nothing will abide except the mountain itself, the everlasting truth of the gospel to which the Holy Spirit bears witness. That same Holy Spirit is able to give you a new heart even now, in order to make you a new creature in Christ Jesus at this moment. Scripture, Do You Believe This? John 11.26. Fifth, I Know That Christ Can Save You Even Now And I pray that you will believe it, for the father is still waiting to receive returning prodigals. Still, as of old, the door is open, and the best robe hangs in the hall, ready to be put upon the shoulders of the son who comes back from the far country, even if he returns reeking with the stench of the swine trough. How longingly the father looks along the road to see whether at last some of you are turning homeward. Luke 15.20. If you only knew the joy that awaits those who come and the feast that would fill the welcoming table, you would even now say, I will get up and go to my Father. Luke 15.18. You should have returned long ago, but blessed be His love that even now waits to hold you close to His heart. Finally, Jesus Christ can save you even now, for faith is but the work of a moment. Believe and live, John eleven twenty five. You do not have to do anything. You do not need any preparations. Come as you are, without a single plea except that He calls you to come. Come now, even now. If Christ were far away, The time that is left to some of you might be too short to reach Him. If there were many things that you had to do first, your life might end before they were half done. If faith had to grow strong before it resulted in salvation, you might be in the place of eternal despair before your faith had time to be more than a mere mustard seed. However, Christ is not far away. He is in our midst, He is by your side you do not have to do anything before you trust Him, for He has done it all. However weak your faith may be, if it simply comes in contact with Christ, it will impart instant blessing to you. Even now you can be saved forever. The moment a sinner believes and trusts in his crucified God, his pardon at once he receives, redemption in full through his blood. Certainly these are all sufficient reasons why even now is a time of hope to you. May it also be a time of blessing. It will be so if you will only at this moment cast yourself on Christ. He says to you that if you will only believe, you will see the glory of God. John 11.40. Martha saw that glory. You will see it, too, if you have the same precious faith. 2 Peter 1 1. I desire that God would give me some souls today. I desire earnestly that he would set the bells of heaven ringing because sinners have returned and heirs of glory have been born into the family of grace. I urged you earlier to pray. Pray mightily that this word, simple but direct, would be blessed to many, even now.